0: Yeah, Mr. Chairman, point yeah. of order. Could you repeat the question I didn't hear it? I'd be happy to repeat. It's just a rant. Is, this is Armstrong and Getty. Point of parliamentary inquiry, Mr. Chairman. You will wait for your
1: motion till I finish this. We are on our path. Here is a lot of. That's why I'm going to do something unprecedented. oh yeah Gentleman is not recognized. I apologize for that. To the witness will in the there. All right, go, go.
2: We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, they were unavailable for comment.
0: Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? This is Ed McFly.
1: And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Getty.
3: Live from Studio C. All season here. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody, today... We're under the tutelage of our general manager. No, no, no. I don't feel really strongly about anything.
0: Now
1: How about my Justin Trudeau in blackface? Oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> you know what my general manager is today? What would that do? Feeling old. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Tell me about a...
1: <laughs> pres- what, what
2: What's time's record? <laughs> <laughs> Past
3: a certain age. Yeah. Like when you're 28, you're, you always feel fine. You feel the same pretty much every day. Maybe you're yep. hungover or whatever, but you know, you know. But past a certain age, some days you feel much older than other days. Mm. And today is one of those days where I feel very old. Some days, of, in fact, yesterday I was having one of those. You know what? I am really zipping around here, right? playing with my kids, <laughs> riding my bike. I still got it. I still got it, riding the bike and having fun and doing all the stuff. Maybe it's because I did that yesterday. Well, yeah, I think but it
1: may be related. That yeah.
3: today I feel just like incredibly old. Mm. I'm just walking from my car. <sighs> this slouched over. <outfit>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I aged 15 right, years overnight. Right. Might Sorry, have been that oh, late oh. night Chinese food mistake we made the other night. Last night at about 9 o'clock, since it had been 24 hours since we ate our Chinese food disaster, I said to my wife, what do you think? you want me to go to Panda Express or something like that? Does that sound like a good idea? She said, if I ever have that idea again, put me in a headlock. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> The late night foodie call. Not a good idea. Um, yeah, so the Prime Minister of Canada was caught in blackface. I almost hate to t- talk about this because I don't want to continue the uh, the media narrative. The corporate media narrative now is just assumed we all agree that if you ever did that, you can't either have a job or be in political office because you are obviously a racist.
1: You ought to be forced to uh, walk the streets wearing tattered rags and being spit on wherever you go. Shame. Shame. <laughs> shame and I
3: hate to even for bring rest it up your life. or mock him or anything. Just to, to, I don't want to continue that narrative.
0: Shame. Shame.
1: Forced to eat garbage.
3: The fact that in high school he wore brown face for some bit means zero to me. He was
1: 29 years old at the okay, time. Okay, fine, whatever. 29, Jack. This poor judgment. Well, he it's did, racist. He did it
3: another time in high school, he said, which was a good idea to get out ahead oh of the my. time he did it before. Oh, wait a minute.
1: But uh, just, whatever. That's over. That's crazy. I'm trying to <laughs> pretend I care. I just... Um, well, the it, headlines I saw were calls for his
3: resignation and, you know, throws the Canadian politics into turmoil and, that shouldn't throw Canadian politics into turmoil.
1: if you're a lefty, it's okay. By the way, old man Northam's still the governor of Virginia and his rapey uh, assistant governor is still in his slot. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to care. Now, I heard it reported that he was in blackface and an afro. Is that the high school one? Because in the in this one I'm looking at, it's an Arabian Nights theme, and he's dressed as some sort of Arab.
3: Well, he was in brown face, and all the headlines That's, I saw oh,
1: brown face. Which right? I don't, I don't know That's if there's the, a distinction there—an Arab as opposed to an African type.
3: You know, an interesting thing I learned <clears> in all, all my—I'm you know, on this jazz kick, so that I can look down on everybody else who listens to non-jazz music.
1: Mm, excellent.
3: Unless you ever listen to classical music, then I suppose you can look down on everyone. But you're a jazz fan, you look down on everybody else. But anyway, so I've been reading a lot about jazz history. And so uh, in the early days of jazz, like around the turn of the century, uh, around 1900, you'd had the minstrel shows where you had white people going around in blackface and doing their version of what they thought black people were like. Okay. Yes. To, Insulting, to, racist. To big crowds, and the crowds really enjoyed it. Yes. So then, when jazz started to get popular, um, a lot of the big jazz acts—I uh, don't think Louis Armstrong ever participated—but King Oliver, who was uh, Louis Armstrong's uh, the mentor and everything like that, him and a bunch of other people—they travel around the country and they would do. They didn't act like that. Obviously, that's not what they were like. They were actually they were black people, and and in many cases, children of. Actual slaves at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But um, they, because there was money in it, they acted like the black people, the white people acted like. Right. <laughs> so so
1: they were pretending. The step and fetch it. Yeah. Is kind of the code for that. But Hollywood, so they had yeah. to figure out,
3: so what is it that you think black people act like? Right. Okay, we'll act like that too right. so that we can get big crowds and make lots of money and travel around the country doing that. Yeah. It's just interesting that they, they made that financial portraying decision. Portraying, demeaning stereotype. Oh, this is what you think is uh, entertaining? Fine. No problem. If that's what you want, that's what I'm going to give you. Right. Right. Money yeah. spends the same.
1: I get that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not cool, but I didn't live their lives. They thought it was uh, good enough.
3: <sighs> yeah. Um. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. And do you think... Is there any reason to think Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, is a secret racist? No, 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 no. zero no. reason to think that. No,
1: of course not. Michael's wearing blackface right now, which surprises me. I mean,
0: in the workplace morning, and everything, it's. Uh, <laughs> I oh, am oh, not sure. wearing blackface.
3: <laughs> How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Good, 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 good. Um, my 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 problems are very small. Basically, um, I bought some, you know, I bought soap in bulk. Let's say at a warehouse club, and it's just your regular ivory soap type thing. And but I guess they changed the flavor of it, so they went from the oh, white you're, you're eating it? Wow. Yeah, wow!
3: You're not supposed to eat the um, soap. No, yeah,
0: no. Let's it, start it's there. a smell. It's a this smell. The it's, scent? You scent? it on your body, yes, and it that of of <laughs> it's
2: that particular flavor. Again, yeah. that's the wrong word for what soap has.
3: <laughs> soap doesn't have it's a, a flavor. Do you always get your senses mixed up? This pizza feels great.
0: Oh, boy. Anyway. Anyway, um, so there you are
1: with lots of soap that you're eating.
0: <laughs> Bottom line is I'm stuck with We went from ivory soap to buttermilk soap, and there was no change of notice, and I didn't realize it when I bought it, so I'm now stuck with a flavor I don't like, and I got a lot of it, so... I mean, my problems aren't big. But no, like, no.
3: no, they're not. No. So. Wow.
0: <laughs> Mislabeling the senses
1: ab- among them. How <laughs> yes. will you endure?
3: Yes. So anyway, <laughs> so that's all I A brought lot today, of butter guys. Butter milk soap. Oh yeah.
1: boy. Yeah. <laughs> More than you need. <laughs>
3: I sure do love a new bar of soap. I always wonder why uh, I fight. I did this last night. I was I was washing myself in the shower with these tiny little shards of broken leftover soaps, <laughs> And Instead you had congealed together yeah, exactly. to try to make a new soap. And, and you can't get any lather. And I got a tiny little dime-sized soap under my armpit. <laughs> I'm working and working and working. Yeah, Instead of getting a new bar from underneath the sink, which is just... The brand new bar is just luxury. Just nothing but luxury. Frothy foam oh, everywhere. Please. How many feet away is the sink? Like two or three? Like two feet! And it costs like a dime a bar if you buy them at Costco. I don't the, know why I do that. The
1: lather just pours out <laughs> of it. Just I've said many times, you remember how the uh, comedy legend Jerry Lewis famously w- wore a new pair of socks every day? Wasn't that the claim? I would just open a brand new bar of soap every Monday morning. And the uh, the, the the last one's half there. Who cares? Out. If I were a rich man. <laughs> I certainly don't need to get down to the nub of the tiny bit. Oh, no. I'm no. doing the same thing. I'm at least two days past any reasonable use of this soap. <laughs> I'm, it's uh... And it tastes terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the boy, and they keep changing the flavor. Uh, there's
3: Positive Sean, who's smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing it very well. And. What started as an
2: as a innocent kind of uh, viral moment of a plea for beer money has turned into quite a, a lovely uh, event where one young Carson King was attending the ESPN College Game Day set thing. And one of the traditions of this is it's, a, it's filmed on campus, so the students often uh, flood the background of the set. Think of like the Today Show. And people often hold up signs talking about, Oh, our team kicks ass, or your team sucks, that sort of thing. Well, this young kid put up a sign that said, Hey, Beer fund needs replenishing, send money and put his Venmo account on this sign and put it up there. Money starts pouring into his wow, account. Wow, wow, uh, wow! To the well, not but, like to the tune of hundreds and
3: hundreds of dollars. Great, awesome. Um, so this kid starts seeing you're all in this. college, and you want to get drunk. A hundred dollars is plenty. This uh, you won, you won for the you day. You get the town drunk at most, and you're thinking bars. one day at a time. So all you care about is right now. <laughs>
2: oh, and he did specify bush light Supply needs <laughs> needs replenishing so, lights. So he wasn't wow. going for the high end stuff. No, he was not. <laughs> uh, but uh, after seeing all this money started pouring in, he uh, he said, "You know what? I'm going to take." I'm gonna buy one case of beer with this, and the rest I'm just gonna to donate to a local children's well, hospital. That was
3: very nice. Oh, oh now uh, you're talking. Bush, so they can get drunk. Is that the point? <laughs> yes. Yes. yes.
2: Uh, Bushlight and Venmo saw this, and they, they have matched his donations. A couple other businesses are matching the donation as well. Uh, Jump to the end. More than a hundred thousand dollars in donations is being made to this local children's That's hospital awesome. because this uh, young college kid was trying He's to get a alcoholic. little buzz. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, that's that's beautiful. That's a
3: great story. Yeah, because he obviously could have just taken the money <laughs> oh, yeah. and drank for weeks and weeks. Um, There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? You
0: know, I'm doing very well. Apparently, the Armstrong and Getty podcast about my failed love life has made me a hit with the lady. Fantastic. Oh,
1: boy.
3: Yes, oh, so Marshall, no. Marshall went through how this most recent relationship uh, ended in our uh, One More Thing
1: podcast right. yesterday, if you haven't checked that out. Well, and it's pretty much a truism in the radio industry that hooking up with random listeners
0: always ends well. Oh, so, yes. That's always I great. I mean, just have had it. <laughs> yeah, I've had several communications <laughs> on social media offering to be friends with benefits. Oh, my goodness. Don't know if they're real office <laughs> or just trolling. <laughs> but, you f- got to find out. Yeah, hello. We gonna We're
1: going to see. How do you feel about 275-pound truckers <laughs> just asking? Asking wow. for a friend. Wow. Well,
0: yeah, so I'm, perhaps I'll set up some meetings. And the benefits favorite- might
1: be your kidneys. You don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I tell you what. Go ahead and plan to serve catfish at these get-togethers. <laughs> Oh, well, perhaps I'll try and set up some meetings at my favorite supermarket. In yeah, the why not? Section and yes. we'll see what happens. Good
3: for you. you know? I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, September 19th, the year 2019. Hmm. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we
1: approve of this program. All right, then, uh, to work. Here we go, officially according to FCC rules and regs at Mark.
0: And now a friendly reminder for a historical moment. Today at
1: 919 and 19 seconds, it will be 91919 at
3: 91919. Oh, wow. At nine nineteen, wherever you live, and uh, and for for some people, that's in like a minute. Um, uh, nine nineteen, wherever you live, that's that sounds like a big historic event. What what are you supposed to do at that moment? Take a look at the clock, I guess, and uh, screen uh, capture it. Maybe tweet it out. I don't mm, know. There you yeah. go. Oh, <laughs> hug, hug your yeah. children.
2: <laughs> do it with your girlfriend or wife. Call grandma. I don't or know. Just, the, the options are endless. <laughs> Ignore it and let it pass. I missed it again.
3: Uh.
1: Marvel at
3: so how easily
1: amused.
2: 9 nine
3: nine nineteen. Yeah. So at nine nineteen
2: okay. and nineteen seconds, okay, is going to be nine nineteen nineteen, which is the day, date, and year.
3: Okay, fantastic. I get it. Um, there is uh, Marshall Phillips. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall?
0: Well, President Trump previews the new improved wall at our southern border. The scandal that's rocking Canadian politics will have the official Mia culpa and possibly some of the most embarrassing poll numbers ever pegged to a Democratic presidential hopeful.
3: Wow. Want to hear that? Wow! Oh. Well,
1: I'm, now I'm excited.
3: <laughs> I'm his mailbag look. Oh, it's, it's fine. It's nice. Some uh, uh, drama in real life. Cool. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Strong and Getty Show.
3: I am about to grunt. Listen to this grunt. Oh, wow, that was right there.
1: Um. So, yeah, Marshall's got his news coming up, and we'll get running with the day, I guess. That's more a punched in the stomach. Ooh, yeah, oh, that hurt. Right? Now, Bruce Springsteen's the king of the... As differentiated from, ooh, which was more David Lee Roth's uh, side of the street. Mailbag. (laughs) Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Charles de Montesquieu, the French judge, man of letters, and political philosopher. I wonder, am I a political philosopher? I sit around thinking about politics, and sometimes I say stuff like, technically, seems like everybody's in it for themselves. Does that make me a political philosopher? In the way that if I get
3: a knife and start cutting on you, I'm a surgeon, I guess.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Here's what uh, Montesquieu said. Experience constantly proves that every man who has power is impelled to abuse it. He goes on till he is pulled up by some limits. True of mall cops...
3: Of politicians, I was thinking about that with Netanyahu, and I don't have any idea how serious his various scandal problems are, but that's what happens to people who are in office for a very long time. Either them or the people around them start to abuse their power. Yeah. That's just the history of that
1: sort of thing. You start to feel entitled. Yeah. And or that the limits that are supposed to, uh, to quote uh, the philosopher, the, uh, the, uh, supposed to pull you up, um, that they don't really apply to you, nobody seems to care, everybody around here is doing it, and you just get more and more lax.
3: Yeah, it's another good reason to have a ter- two-term limit for presidents. Y-
1: yeah, well, every bureaucrat exploits that, though, over the course of decades, sure. frequently, within their uh, bureaucracy. Uh, moving along, here's uh, Diane, uh, who lives in the legendary Hercules, California. My three daughters and I went to San Francisco to see a musical last night just walked one block uh, to the parking garage afterward. Felt unsafe. It was like one of the, those dystopian future movies, except this was real. Uh, the bums, the junkies, the filth. I don't know where this is going to end, but it's not going to be good. It'll be a long time before I go back.
3: Boy, Tucker Carlson had a good feature on San Francisco last night on his national show on Fox. With a guy that uh, has a business where he's been attacked by bums regularly and then a guy who's written articles and books that we may have to talk to about how uh, just out of control that city is.
1: And then Greg in San Diego, I was sitting at a stoplight, um, noticed a shopping cart Sherpa, a lady bum pushing her home in front of some houses, came across some really pretty roses in bloom. Well, those roses must have said something really nasty to her. Because she parked her cart on the lawn, stormed across the yard, yelled at the roses. When she got to them, she began savagely ripping them off the bushes and football spiking each one, and yelling at them individually as they hit the ground. Really stable. Ooh boy, so glad our state allows people to steal shopping carts, poo on the street, and destroy people's roses. She obviously needs some mental health care and/or drug treatment. Yeah, um, super crazy. Uh, boy, we got some good stuff on our segment on verbal sexual coercion yesterday, but I'm afraid we're out of time. Cool. Perhaps we'll follow that. up on that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Reset that story and Trump debuting portions of his wall yesterday, which Marshall's got in his news next.
0: Just
3: became aware of a. Popular graphic novel for kids, specifically girls, about uh, all the anxiety they have and so anxious they can't go to school and function in life. Wow, we we gotta, interesting. We got, we got, we got to take a look at wh- why this is happening. Uh, but more on that later. News now, with Marshall Phillips. Well,
0: President Trump was at the U.S.-Mexico border getting a look at a section of the southern border wall outside of San Diego. Now we have a world-class security system at the border including the highest technology. uh, I would think that there's no place like this anywhere. There's no place has anything like this or even close to it. Now, other places have guards and unfortunately, they have machine guns and they have uh, electrified fences. Uh, You touch them and you get electrocuted. Uh, We don't do that. Eh, We don't do that. But this is uh, something that is uh, equally difficult to get across. He touted the impenetrability of the steel post barrier, noting the design makes it difficult for people to climb over. He also pointed out the border is loaded with high-tech security. They're wired. It's technologically very advanced, all set up for cameras any place we want. We have all of the, uh, everything we need, but it's all set up for cameras, for anything. You've been hearing drone technology. They're all wired out for drone technology. Anything you want, we have. Trump
3: calling it the Rolls Royce of border walls. We do need a wall and Tom Friedman the liberal of the New York Times agrees we need a wall but I, sh- I sure would like to take a shot at uh, eliminating the-, the magnets, as in, looks like you can't get a job if you come to America anymore
1: because right. they crack down employers, so... Instead of the phony e-verify system that's mo- pretty much entirely voluntary and easy to fool anyway. And you can't send your kids to
3: school or go to the emergency room just whenever you want and have other people pay for it, so I guess there's no point in going.
1: Seems like that would work, too. Sure, absolutely it would. And if we're going to have a wall, I'd like to see, I don't know, hooks for potted plants on there or something like that. Let's dress it More up decorative. a little bit. More decorative, yeah. A nice tile pattern on there or something. Hmm? The back and
0: forth continues. Did in you see the-,
3: the part where he said we have world-class mountain climbers that yes. here that can't climb it? Wow. That yeah. part's good. Yeah. Wow. we are got to play the long clip. He says some very Trumpy things in it. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> the back and forth continues in the Middle East. Iranian foreign minister telling CNN that any Saudi or U.S. strike in Iran will result in an all-out war. All, all right. right. You, Whatever.
3: Blood in the streets. right? Shut now. up. That Mother comes, of all something or other.
0: <laughs> that comes after uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo called the attack on the Saudi oil installations. An act of war. So I did see the report that came out yesterday, and
3: I forget where the intelligence came from. So the uh, the top guy, a Weird Beard, as Joe calls him, he he ordered this thing himself. It went clear to the top. Oh, I'm sure. And he specifically said, "But you have to make sure it's not traceable back to us." That was his uh, his mission for his people. Nice job. Um, yeah. Well, I think he underestimated the uh, the the ability of modern technology. The way they did some of this stuff, where they got little shards of this missile. And then we're, we're able to, um, you know, get the best people on it right away with computers and figure out where it, how it traveled and right. moved around from grabbing burnt-out computer boards and stuff like that from these missiles.
1: Mm. That's
0: really some high-tech stuff. Yeah. Yep. Canadian leader Justin Trudeau's campaign is working feverishly to contain a growing scandal following the publication of a yearbook photo showing him in brown face makeup at a 2001 costume party. Keeping in mind, Canada has
3: the same population as California. It's it's a country, kinda. Oh, oh wow, that's hurtful.
0: The Prime Minister... What, moose don't count? <laughs> <laughs> the Prime Minister apologizing and begging Canadians to forgive him. I dressed up in a Aladdin costume and put makeup on. I shouldn't have done
2: that. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry.
1: Can, can he, he, can, he sounds like he's eight years old, and he got yeah. caught with a hand in the cookie jar.
3: He called Beto O'Rourke to find out how to, you know, apologize for yourself and sound really weak and sad. Right. Can anybody ever stand up and say, look, at the time, I didn't think it was racist. Nobody around me thought it was racist. Now that I know it's racist, I wouldn't do it. But at that time, nobody felt it was racist.
1: And Any or, other questions? And or... If you're not a racist, and it isn't intended to be racist, and nobody thinks it's racist, it's not racist. Maybe it's insensitive, maybe it's stupid, but can we quit calling stupid racist? I mean, this this whole controversy is so idiotic. If nobody thinks that Justin Trudeau is or was a racist, a person who believes in a a systematic view of the superiority and inferiority of various races, well, then he's just a guy who did something dumb and kind of rude for which people apologize all the time. It's not a big deal. This is just
0: for God. This puritanism is insane. Well, I gotta tell you, talk about your embarrassing poll numbers. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio gets 0% support in a new 2020 White House presidential poll of his fellow New Yorkers. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I consider so that a victory.
0: He's tied <laughs> with me in New York de Blasio got zero support from union households, blacks, and Hispanics (laughs) statewide. Only one person in the poll sampling said they might vote for de Blasio (laughs) in New York's Democratic primary. (sighs) You younger
3: set. This happens to every New York uh, mayor who thinks they're going to become president. Turns out nobody's interested. Right? Time after time after time this has happened. Every New York mayor thinks they can become president. Because they get so much attention in their own town. And then they go out there in the real world and just nothing. Oh, and by the way, that poll yesterday, and we talked about this, with Kamala Harris being in whatever she is now, fifth or sixth place in her own state of California. Yeah, behind Andrew Yang. you got to quit at that point, don't you? Within your home state where they know you best, they're like, no. No,
0: not a
3: chance.
0: Well, Alexa, my friends, is ready to take political donations. Amazon announcing a new feature that'll let people go ahead and make donations via Alexa as early as next month. Now to use the feature, all you got to do is say uh, something like "Alexa, I want to make a political contribution," or tell it to make a donation of a certain amount to a candidate of anywhere from five to two hundred dollars per campaign for each election cycle.
1: And in three weeks, we'll hear that if you want to donate to Democrats, it works great; to Republicans, it won't go through. No, nah, this is much Stay more tuned. just,
2: it'll be much more about, I think, product targeting based on who you, uh, th- them knowing who you support yeah. lets mm. them think you're more likely to buy ammo or tie-dye or whatever. A gun or, or right. a cat. Right. right. And so they, they will just hit you with those advertisements
1: or, more. Or if you uh, donate to build de Blasio, they'll try to sell you drool cloths. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and paste to eat.
0: <laughs> Donations or are... Windows to lick. To consider that victory. <laughs> Donations are powered by Amazon Pay, which is connected to a user's payment information via their Amazon account. Excellent. Boy, we've,
3: we've always liked Paste Eater as a description, <laughs> or a mouth breather, but Window Licker's pretty good. Wow. <laughs>
0: wow right. Don't do that. <laughs> that's, your, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and getting Show, the conscience of the <laughs> nation. Bunch of window lickers.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, then. Come on now. Everybody straighten up. There are, an- you know, it's funny. Speaking of mayors in New York, I had that, uh, you know, category of humans in my brain anyway, uh, because of the, uh, the life cycle of New York City when in the 1970s it was incredibly dirty and dangerous. I mean, dangerous and ugly and nasty in uh, half a dozen different ways. And New Yorkers, who are famously way left, uh, said enough is enough and elected Rudy Giuliani over and over again to clean up the city, and he did a miraculous job. It, It seems increasingly clear to me that the cities and maybe even the states of the West Coast are moving in a similar direction. And you're seeing way left politicians start to talk like hardcore Republicans about the bums and junkies. I mean, it's just starting, but the, all right, that's it, I'm fed up. Uh, attitude is spreading far and wide in these blue blue areas it'll be interesting to see if uh, Rudy Giuliani emerges sooner or later, right, or several of them
3: where you throw uh you know whatever other issues you usually attach to republicans you don 't care all you care about is somebody doing something about the homeless situation and the poop on the street and everything
1: right right that happens' time to get rid of the unicorn riders
3: and bring in some uh, some sheriffs. So there's a, a new poll in Iowa out that's getting a little bit of attention. Uh, got this uh, new book about kids uh, suffering from anxiety in schools, which seems to be a growing thing. Uh,
1: yeah. Also, uh, another fine list of what millennials are not using, and they're killing
3: various markets. I, I do want to hear some more of the response on the big USA Today front page story yesterday about how many women have been forced into sex. And verbally, co- verbal coercion of sex is the same as rape, according to the researcher. Yeah. Uh, so more on that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Sentinous.
3: We don't take phone calls, but we do get responses from you through text and email. And sometimes a topic blows up and we just get way more response to it than other stuff. And it's often surprising. This one's not so surprising, but man, did we get a lot of response talking about the USA Today lead story yesterday. It was the front page of USA Today with a really, you know, uh, eye-grabbing headline that said... Um for millions of women, their first sexual experience was forced. Okay, that sounds, that's horrible. Um, and then in the first paragraph, it says, the first sexual experience for more than 3 million U.S. women was forced or coerced, according to a new study. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I think forced is in physical, coerced is in verbal, and it turns out that is what the researcher meant. Um, when she said, any sexual encounter... That occurs against somebody's will is rape. If someone is verbally pressured into having sex, it's just as much rape as if they were held down, according to this Harvard researcher. That's insane. And, of, and, and you know, we got a number of responses from people who, who were actually physically, you know, attacked, held down and raped who were, were bothered by lumping those together. Right. Um, and also, uh, it's going to really make your statistics crazy, and you're going to have people uh, l- less concerned about rape, not more concerned about rape, if they feel that these numbers are watered down. Uh, And it's also part of the whole, look how evil men are, male tox- toxicity culture that we mm-hmm. live in. Rape
1: culture, yeah. exactly. That's, uh, yeah. Rolling Stone tried to get us to believe exists on all college campuses and the rest of it, although there certainly is <clears throat> plenty of bad behavior. So a uh, couple of quick notes of dissent. Bernie. Ladies, Burns. your
3: husband or boyfriend ever
1: uh, verbally coerced you into sex or attempted to?
3: Oh, come on. Uh, well, see, that's, uh,
1: again, the terms matter, and, and the term coerce is different. The The problem is this researcher, she she smears the meanings of things and implies that to pressure is to coerce is to rape. And some of the things that are listed as pressure are just persistence. Oh, I haven't read her paper, and
3: maybe she gets into that in her paper, but USA didn't, and USA Today gets a lot more attention than her Harvard paper somewhere, and they didn't care at all. They just verbally pressured as rape. Right.
1: Uh, The definition of verbal coercion for sex is defined as being worn down by someone who repeatedly asks for sex. Bernie's mad at us. He thinks we got it wrong. Bernie, that's not akin to rape. It's just not. And you weaken people's uh, vehemence against rape if you... Include persistent asking as rape.
3: That would mean a car salesman forced me to buy a car. He wore me down by continued verbal pressure until I was worn down about the car. And it was some sort of crime. That they that they forced me to buy the car, right.
1: which of course is ridiculous. Then then he well, and it infantil uh, infantilizes you. It implies that you are not capable of of standing up for yourself, which I find insulting to women. But anyway, Bernie lists uh, being worn down by someone who repeatedly asked for sex, being lied to, or being promised things that weren't true to trick you into having sex having someone threaten end a relationship or spread rumors about you if you don't have sex with them, having an authority figure like a boss, property manager, loan officer, professor use their influence or authority to pressure you into having sex. Here's the Some problem, of those are already crimes. Right, exactly. What that list is is a number of things that are varying levels of being annoying to being ungentlemanly to being exploitive to being threatening. But you can't Make you can't pretend all of those things are akin to rape. you're just wrong? Just to make it clear that in
3: case you didn't hear the segment yesterday, we had plenty of women because I asked specifically for women to that 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 disagreed with that gentleman, uh, saying, Well, if that's if that's rape, every boyfriend I've ever had is a rapist, or my husband rapes me four out of five times then because he always verbally pressures me, um, etc. etc.
1: Uh, Jeannie writes, Gentlemen. Question mark, a gentleman will accept no as an answer that the woman does not want to have sex. There are no excuses for pursuing the subject. Any persistence by the guy is coercion. No one ever died from lack of sex. Wheedling, whining, cajoling, saying, but I love you is wrong. If you do love the woman, you will respect her no or reluctance. Um, Okay, Uh, a couple of things, Jeannie. Number one. Uh, I would suggest that it, you're a little doctrinaire in your understanding of human sexuality, and that's just not the way it works. And again, there's a huge gulf between you know, asking again or saying, uh, "I really do love you, I'm not using you, blah, blah, blah. If you think that's completely unacceptable, you're you have an unrealistic view of human sexuality. Um on the other hand, i I tend to agree with you that a gentleman will accept a no." As an answer, particularly if it's made clear, I'm not engaging in a negotiation here. I mean, no. Of course you don't pursue it after then. But wheedling, whining, and cajoling while being ungentlemanly, as you suggest, is not akin to rape. Um, That was our point. First of all, if you believed that,
3: good luck. Uh, codifying that somehow legally and making that work in society. Good luck. I don't believe that. I think you people are crazy. The whole step-by-step permission thing. Yeah, I think you people who believe that are actually mentally ill. I'm, I'm sorry for your lives and the relationships you have to be in. Seriously, I can't imagine how you function in the world. We got so many texts from women yesterday who said, Part of the resisting and saying no is part of the whole thing in that I don't want to seem too easy or all these different sort of things. As uh, I heard Geraldo Rivera say when this the whole Me Too thing first broke, he said, "I, I really am worried that we're criminalizing courtship. A lot of that is part of the whole dance. It's 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 is natural. Watch animals. We have goats. The way they they go at each other and they you kind of pretend they don't want to and then they do and then blah, blah blah. It's just it's just part of the dance.
1: So you think it's okay for humans to act like goats? I'm I'm just which reminds me. Another one of the Joe Getty How to Argue Unfairly clinics yeah. will be held this Thursday evening. I'm not going to engage you crazy people in this argument because yeah, there's no, no winning. It's fine. You know, uh, it was pointed out in the wake of the fake reverse over Baby, It's Cold Outside uh, last Christmas as people were pretending to be offended by that or so twisted by their college professors that they actually were offended by that. If you look at the lyrics of the song and understand the context, the girl is uh, uh, virtually every objection she raises has to do with what people will think, not her own preferences. And it's a statement that a woman of that time could not be thought of as loose, it's clear she wants to have sex with the guy. she wants him and everyone else to know she actually likes him and is not a slut. That's what the song is about And so again you know I appreciate the the in the uh, the respectful mostly and 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 and, and you know uh, fairly detailed uh, notes of dissent. Thank you for taking the time. I just think you're wrong. Um, again. We have to agree on terms. What is courtship? What is persuasion? What is coercion? What is forcible rape?
3: Yeah, we got this text. I'm a rape counselor. This matters because often behind the pressure is a threat of physical harm if you say no. That's wildly different. I wouldn't consider that verbal pressure. Right. It's a different category.
1: Yeah, that's a threat. Yeah, again, the, the terms matter. Distortion extortion or something. De- defining the terms matters and and the college activist researcher lady is trying to make a come on the same as rape yeah, I which hate, is laughable i hate
3: to say that because they got one quote from her and her paper might get into the all gradations of that you know that's the entirely fact, possible the fact that usa today though that's where you heard the story they only have that little quote verbal pressure is the same as rape according to usa today on the
1: front page right yeah that's a good point it may not be her fault at all the usa today is a terrible newspaper <laughs> Although, if you want to know what starlet is dating someone, the worthless purple ses- section is, is well, it's it's pretty good. Or which fact. state produces the most cheese. There
3: will be a graph down in the
1: lower left-hand a pie side. pie chart.
3: <laughs> As a lover of cheese, that's, I am interested in that. Anyway, thought that was an interesting conversation. We got so much response from that. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We got an email address, too, but I don't know what
1: it is. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com.